0: Welcome back to Trending in Education. Dan Trafford, Brandon Jones, and Michael Palmer along with you. And today, we're talking about the upcoming training at Starbucks, workforce readiness, and a bit more workforce training around uh, racial biases and sensitivity uh, that happened after a recent incident at Starbucks. Do want to check in with Brandon and Mike first. Mike, uh, what's new in your
1: world? Uh, spring is here. So uh, we had a beautiful weekend uh, here in New York and uh, got out on the bike, got some, uh, some miles in uh bo- both days a uh, bigger ride on sunday uh hit three burrows and uh, a couple bridges on the the bicycles uh with the wife uh and that was fun and uh and yeah I'm looking forward to this show there's some interesting uh yet again I've been proven wrong around uh, education being uh front of mind in the mas- national con- consciousness so uh so yeah I'm doing I'm doing well Brandon how about yourself I'm doing fine I um Stopped at a Starbucks uh, this
2: morning mm. uh, on the way in, and I I was I was my my mind was not only on my iced coffee. Mm. Um, mm. I was I was looking around to make sure that there was going to be there were no incidents that were happening. I was I had phone ready yeah. to to capture the video. Yeah, you so. your camera
1: your camera loaded. I
2: did, yeah. I did. So yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting how uh, you know how the mind sort of can can change in terms of what you're expecting from your, your daily uh, or, uh, or more, more, more often than daily Starbucks visits uh, is now uh, not just a cup of coffee.
0: So the news here, uh, Starbucks shutting down 8,000 stores, training over 170,000 employees on one day, May 29th, I do believe, uh, to shut down and uh, do some sens- racial sensitive- sensitivity training, pardon me, uh, after a recent incident, Mike, uh, at a Starbucks, uh, two black men sitting waiting for a friend uh, were not purchasing anything. Uh, and uh, that was deemed inappropriate by uh, employees. Uh, police officers were called. Those two men were actually led out in handcuffs and that has led uh, to a video being posted of that incident uh, and uh, thus uh, some backlash on social media, a big backlash on social media about the treatment of those two black men uh, and how they were uh, escorted out for uh, doing what many perceive as absolutely nothing. What many of us do when waiting for friends at a coffee shop uh, or a local restaurant uh, waiting for them to arrive. So um, is that, that's the background uh, gist of it all. And now we see, uh, Mike, a, a sensitivity training setup for May 29th, where they're shutting down 8,000 stores. As I said, uh, it's a pretty big undertaking uh, and one that I uh, find pretty interesting here and, and a pretty good subject for us to break down. What, what, what do you think of the the scope and the breadth of of how big this shutdown is for Starbucks and and what they're trying to undertake?
1: Yeah, it's it's really big, and I, I think that's why, uh, like I said in my uh, my brief open in the beginning, uh, you know, I was thinking. Education and learning would not be top of mind in the national consciousness, and uh, this is a counter example because um, the response to this incident is massive workforce training and very uh, targeted punctual punctuated, hopefully punctual, hopefully they start on time so if you 're going to do if you 're going to do if you 're going to train one hundred and seventy five thousand people, you want to start on time because every minute counts but um, but i was I was fascinated by the idea that one day mass training is the right way to address this. And uh, certainly a way to address um, the PR problem and uh, the fact that stores will be closed signals we're taking this seriously. But I was trying to understand, how would you even run this type of workforce training in 8,000 stores at the same time, or at the same day at least? Um, But then I also started thinking about how do they prep their baristas and uh they are trained to be pretty consistent, like there is a consistent delivery from store to store, so um I thought that was a really interesting angle, more just the the mass instruction. Uh, I think in in the past, I've talked about how we need weapons of mass instruction, baby. <laughs> we don't need weapons of mass destruction but uh but they are deploying some some mass capabilities, and I was trying to figure out how much of that is. To all 175,000 folks at the same time versus what needs to be handled in a small group level, like store by store. Um, so I thought that was really interesting, aside from the fact that, you know, really we should continue to track this right into June to figure out how does it go? Uh, maybe there is more detail about what the training is, how do we measure whether it works or not? Uh, it's quite a bit uh, to talk about. And I know you, Brandon, uh, recently, uh, I think we're going to also talk or, uh, talk about the ASU GSV conference, you know, workforce training, workforce development is a huge, for huge sure. growth yeah. area for us. So, um, so also yeah. a lot
2: of Starbucks at that conference. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I, I think we can come back to, uh, to that. I think we're going to keep talking about a number of these probably throughout, um, the spring here, but, um, on the Starbucks side, a couple things. So one, uh, how much do we think an average Starbucks makes in an hour? Like we had to do the math on that. I, yeah. So
1: let's pick sounds, a. Sounds like a problem solving problem. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, do you want a, a job in uh, my management <laughs> consulting firm? Um, is it maybe like $500 an hour? I think that's Uh, I'd say conservatively, yeah. Yeah, although there's a lot of those stores. I mean, obviously the stores are are probably algorithmically picked to the locations. That's
1: true. There's a lot of stores. There's a lot of hours. But
2: there's a lot of stores, right? So it's not New York City stores are not your average. They're bringing up the
1: average. And also, like, there's doldrums in everyone's day, and people. uh, To Dan's point, people are just in Starbucks chilling and right. not buying coffee. Yeah.
2: yeah. So if we say there's, um, let's just use an average of $500 an hour. Sure. So that's uh, that's $4 million an hour for each of these hours. Right. Times, so it's 500 times 8,000 stores.
1: Do, do people have their, did we tell them to get their pencils ready? And, uh, yeah. you, you know, yeah, like we sure did. They could have done some, they could have done math. <laughs> there with- is- from home they could have they could have and maybe they're doing so so go
2: ahead uh, be kind rewind this episode and, yeah. and do the math yourself but, hashtag,
1: hashtag math from home yeah
0: so i i was There's some uh, google out there too you can you can make a quick right. search of it
2: yeah right. uh so maybe i'm wildly off but if we just go with that number I, so what i don't know is are the stores closed all day mm. I, I know that's a, that's a question mm. um that mm. i mean that seems like a lot of diversity training if it's going to take I mean, maybe I guess they have to train multiple different baristas on different
1: shifts, et cetera. But I, th- I think it also could be a little bit of breaking into small groups. Cause like I would I would imagine rage, racial sensitivity like probably needs to be like workshopped. I don't know how much they're gonna spend. It's a it's a really good question. Well that's that's what I'm trying to think, is that
2: um uh if if they're spending four million dollars an hour, right? Uh is this the best use of their Let's say times right. however many hours. Maybe it's right. times four hours, sixteen million dollars. Times ten hours, forty. Sure. Million. I don't know what the, the yeah. multiples are here. Right, right.
1: Because your level of spend is also talking about time, sales time lost. Correct. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Whichever. Not everyone uh, is thinking uh, thinking like a captain of industry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, but I, I I'm just trying to think that um, you know when when this this happens,
2: if you're Howard Schultz, the CEO of Starbucks, mm-hmm. um. You want to do something, and I think it's I think it's laudable actually that they want to do something because yeah. these kinds of, like we should I think no one thinks that uh, racial insensitivity is limited to Starbucks right. uh, employees, right. um, and there's a whole lot of companies doing a whole lot less. But if you are going to do something, then the question is, you know, are are you doing what is the spend, right. and are you uh, are you getting? the most bang for your buck and so sure there's a big i mean you mentioned the pr angle mike and mm-hmm. there's, there's a big pr splash that you make from closing eight thousand stores right but i wonder in terms of the actual stickiness of the training that you're doing the effectiveness of the training that you're doing um if uh, if that kind of spend is uh, spent
1: best well yeah. and and i think you probably have to continue it right like you like the pr lift is going to be one day but, like the training for it to actually work would need to be continued really on an ongoing basis and uh, and then similarly, as you were talking, like it is interesting to think about how much are the 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 stores closed and how much are they open to the community to actually engage the community because like a big part of the problem here was around community engagement and not really knowing how to. To sort of cultivate the relationship with anybody who might be coming into your store which which does open up problems too just around you know dealing with homelessness and dealing with um you know people who can actually start to the you know the the fear of the type of clientele that that their customers actually uh will will eventually you know they'll stop showing up so like it's a it, it is interesting um dan i'm sorry i think i uh I spoke on top of your speaking.
0: No, I, I, I was gonna go to, to what Brandon was talking about to an extent and Mike, you followed up there of, they're creating this curriculum, if we can, they're creating this program now. This isn't something that they've reached out to an education company or to a, a, a unconscious bias company or whatever, they are creating this on the fly. Uh-huh. Um,
1: Aren't they bringing in the Anti-Defamation League?
0: They they are. They're bringing in the Anti-Defamation League, the NAACP Legal Defense Education Fund and Equal Justice Initiative among others as well. But they are creating this. This is something that is being constructed for this one day. To your point, Mike, this is something that needs to be ongoing. And even further, if you're creating it now, and this is something we deal with, obviously as a a company at Kaplan, but any education company deals with, how are you assessing the success of what is happening? How are you seeing, is it just another incident doesn't happen? And how do you you actually assess whether this was a good program? So it's really intriguing to me to uh, look at it twofold, one from the social uh, impact, obviously, of what happened and hopefully can never happen again. But further, the fact that they're creating this on the fly, and it does feel a bit more about PR than actually making change. Um, So it's intriguing to see where that goes from here uh, is what I was going to interject. But I I think as we continue the conversation and look at, Mike, what you're talking about, the community engagement, is it missing out um, by bringing, sort of closing the doors and and not having this be a discussion in each location, having it be corporate in nature, having it be closed door, having it be about Starbucks rather than, The community at large.
1: Yeah, that that's that's the angle I was starting to to go down because like it it does seem like obviously some like to Brandon's point, and this is obviously more expensive. But like if they actually close for the entirety of that day, and they do some training for their staff heading in, and then heading into like the afternoon, and then opening up for like community engagement in the afternoon. That would be really interesting. I think that would probably be too risky to to take on but but the world's changed like it really does feel different and part of why this, uh, you know, struck my imagination was, you know, on the heels of the, the march for our lives and sort of the activation of people being outside in public protesting. Uh, same thing with, you know, uh, the the women's march and uh, really uh, honestly even uh, you know charlottesville like there are all cases of people publicly assembling and and voicing concerns and like activating uh, a sub community or engaging uh, you know a, a physical uh, relationship with with the brand or with with an organization or or with with uh, you know a, a critical public space that's occupied. Um, I think that's very different it you know and as you know we almost stumbled into a more interesting show uh, you know like the, the old Chinese curse you know you know <laughs> live in interesting times but like to be looking at educational trends in this world today is really fascinating and uh, it's the problem that every brand is grappling with uh, and a Facebook oh, sorry not Facebook Starbucks, uh, Facebook's a whole nother, but uh, but Starbucks uh, has been an engaged brand for a long time. So like they can't really hide from this incident. You know, it's almost too much how they've been managing their public presence uh, to hide from it. But at the same time, like, I don't know if they really want to be hosting like racial sensitivity workshops. Yes, yeah, so I, I think
2: that's that. Um... I think they should do some of that. I think mm-hmm. that you're right, I think that's smart. I think that what they're trying to do here is hard and I think, uh, and there's a, a WAPO article about this that that I'll talk about here as well in terms of measuring its effectiveness. I think it's it's unlikely to be super effective, frankly, but mm-hmm. what they're trying to do is hard. I think that having, um, inviting the community in is a different degree of hard. Like a thousand presumably that someone in these stores is going to be delivering the training. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, if the training is going to be developed by a team and then delivered by others, they're not, they're not hiring. Presumably, maybe they are 8,000 people to go around and they'll take that training. That training is going to be delivered by Starbucks employees, managers, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that getting 8,000, uh, that's, so that's hard Mm
1: -hmm.
2: getting 8,000, facilitated conversations with the community about racial insensitivity and some of like the real hard things that, uh, exist in communities. That's even harder. Sure. So, um, I think that that would be, that would, that's a smart idea, Howard, if you're listening, yeah. um, yeah, ha- choosing, you know, choose a hundred of your stores mm-hmm. and actually over invest there and in, in have that having that more, uh, the, the higher degree of difficulty, but the maybe more impactful conversation with the community, I think is a, is a good idea. In terms of the, the measuring, um, you know, there's uh, in this Washington Post article I referenced, there's, uh, there's one note that they didn't, they don't seem to be involving a ki- or, or, or learning from the kinds of people who are experts on how to build this kind of training. Mm. So behavioral scientists, et cetera, um, you know, there, there is research that, that indicates pretty clearly uh, who delivers the message? How they deliver the message? What medium the message is delivered in? All of that matters, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I'm not sure that a single shot, uh, so to speak, yeah, uh,
1: double if you yeah, if, if, if you're a little sleepy, they, need
2: a, they may need a double. Um, that 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 this kind of delivery is going to be most effective, and they don't. I, I'm not sure that they have plans to measure that effectiveness. Right. Um, I think some things you could do in terms of giving. Sort of interleaving some assessments to to in the the weeks or months that follow. Yeah, um, you know, I, I you like it's hard though. You like you can't go to the uh, to the black members of your community and say, "Hey, do you feel like our baristas are more sensitive?" I mean, I guess you can, but you that's can. that's fraught too, right? I, so. I, I
1: I think that's right. I think ultimately they're probably going to measure it by not losing customers yep and if if they if they if there is like a, a boycott of some kind you know which is you know if the if the dollars start to go to to black owned and operated coffee shops for example, like if such a like identification is something that that could happen out there that that would be an interesting counterplay you know that would be you know like I feel like because Starbucks has acted in good faith as a big brand around this stuff and that they're going to continue to demonstrate that they're acting in good faith they'll probably net out. Close to flat, you know. Like I don't think they're going to expect to pick up customers. I think it's really more in a damage control mode for them. Yep. But um, but I think maybe that's that's why I think ultimately it's probably understood as a, a, a primarily a PR effort. And yeah. Then- they don't. They don't. They don't actually.
2: That's. I think that's right. Their KPI, their key performance indicator here is customers retained and and same and same store sales. Yeah. It's not actually whether or not the training worked right yeah. if if the, if the goal of the training is to change people's behavior Correct. to change people's mindsets yeah uh which i think is more is more admirable and right. and and useful in the world not just today but for always uh, that's harder to measure probably Right, and uh, to to me maybe it's uh and i have share commercial interests certainly but um that's a sort of a, a more noble Uh, approach Um, it doesn't it doesn't actually seem like that's what they're interested in 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 getting out of this yeah
1: I I think it'd be a really great one for us to continue to track maybe we can get somebody in the training and development program for Starbucks on the show Uh, that that would actually be a really interesting conversation because I I imagine from a honestly you'd probably want to talk to both sides you'd want to talk to someone from the PR you know leadership brand side but then also from the training and development side and you know the more I've been thinking about it, the more I realize Starbucks is very much about establishing habits and establishing sort of norms within their their culture so that everyone sort of is showing similar behavior and operating in a very consistent way, making the coffee the same way, engaging customers the same way. So I do think they're an interesting case study if they were to establish a, a method of training that will encourage, you know, positive engagement with your with your community um i think the the for me the other side though is how ready are communities to engage a mass brand in in like a local at a local level so like i think their risk is really that they start losing traffic to to privately owned uh like small mom and pop uh, coffee places i think it's i think we really should continue to to track it
2: and they do they do have a method uh to your point about sort of training and and stamping out a process that then is repeatable yeah. whether you're going to starbucks in in new york or new orleans right um i, they, I saw in another article that that we had shared around um, their method for uh for problem solving is uh is called latte yes yeah so that's listen acknowledge take action that's just one t yeah. <laughs> uh thank and explain
1: yeah well, and then the big question out there about all of this uh, action from Starbucks is, is it too little to latte? Yeah, that's pretty That's pretty good. That's, there's a lot of sign. I read it off a of sign. Some hot tea. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: so much to, to break down here. I, I, another angle for me is if this... There's another article, two articles, one from Fortune and one from um, the Wall Street Journal about how this specifically isn't something they're trained on, like how, how to engage in this sort of specific manner around non-paying customers. Is the uh, Washington, uh, sorry, the Wall Street Journal called multiple Starbucks locations, asked employees, asked managers, and they all gave varying responses. So hopefully you would, you would see that change as well as part of the training for each individual Starbucks. I also find it intriguing just from the brand perspective, managing these disparate properties, like the culture in each of these cities and each of these locations is different. And to the point, how do you educate a brand to properly represent Starbucks, but also to be part of the community and to understand how that community works and, and how different things work in, in on that street or on that block or, or in that neighborhood, um, yeah. I think is a really intriguing sort of national question around national brands that, that try to find their way into these communities and become part of. Uh, the local community, yeah, Mike,
1: for sure. I mean, because for me, as someone who lives in Brooklyn and has right. a little bit of the artisanal uh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn kind of vibe, uh, if you allow me to vente for a second, no, <laughs> no, 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 okay, now, <laughs> uh, but uh, but I do find I, I, I that's a I, small right. I always get that uh, wrong. That's that's a small vente. No, vente is grande. It, oh. is like what grande should be because grande okay. is the middle. Vente is right. twenty. It's it's like stands for twenty. Twenty ounces—that's a lot of ounces of coffee. Uh, but uh, this is my this is my twenty ounce take uh, <laughs> uh, on, on, on the topic. But uh, but I prefer I prefer local coffee. Like I actually I do prefer like a, a small brand, uh, and I do think uh, that said when I'm traveling, you know I'm more likely to go to a Starbucks because I know what I'm going to get. Yep. So like if and that, maybe that's really that's the customer they're going after. That's really where they typically are. But it is an interesting uh, challenge if you're talking, about even honestly, you talk about Philadelphia and like, you know, I don't know the exact uh, location. We should, we'll, we'll need to continue to track the story so that we can know some more of these details. But, um, but I imagine it's like West Philadelphia or born nothing. and raised. <laughs> well, no, Philadelphia has, has an interesting um, sort of uh, racial mix, you know, depending on where you that are. That was just a Fresh Prince shout out. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. You're getting jazzy. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, anyway, I, I stopped paying attention to me after I said Vente.
2: <laughs> I think that this, I think that the Starbucks is, as you travel around, Starbucks is like perfectly built to serve your needs. Mike yeah. Palmer. Right. I'm sure. Um, I'm sure. So uh, they're, they are very sensitive to you. Um, yeah. I, I think it's, it's going to be interesting to see how this goes. So May 29th. 29th I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll, be, I think that we should uh, pick this back up.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, lots of information to still dive into as the training comes and passes. And we will, uh, to Mike's point, uh, try to reach out and get somebody on the show to discuss how they go about planning. Because it's from a an, uh, learning and education standpoint, it's really intriguing from a social, uh, uh, emotional, you know, learning perspective uh, and continuing education. All of those things uh, really come to play here on this topic. Uh, really uh, great discussion here. More will come on it in the future, of course. So uh, stay tuned to training and Education. Find us on Twitter at Trending and Ed. You can subscribe on iTunes, on Stitcher, on TuneIn, directly on Podbean. Love to hear from you as well on iTunes. Leave a comment and a rating there. And we would also uh, love to hear uh, from you over on Twitter at Trending in Ed, trendingineducation.com. Until next time, you've been listening to Trending in Education.